Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to season four of Lit is Lit. And we are starting with an awesome episode for the start of this season. It is also the first episode of the school year and the first episode when we are finally back to face-to-face classes. Okay, so UA has reopened, Superhero High School has reopened face-to-face doors, and we are getting face-to-face students. Um, nevertheless, it is um, a mix of online and face-to-face, and so while they did take the Quirk application test face-to-face, the announcements of it are still going to be online, which I'm fine with because I still get to share this moment not only with this class of student heroes, but also all the past student heroes as well. So I can send this podcast link, and I will send this podcast link to all the previous generations of superhero students so that they can see that their legacy goes on and there are always new students getting new quirks. And I don't know, it's a nice bonding moment, I think, between all the generations of UA of Superhero High School. Alright? So we are currently in generation 5 of this crazy idea of a grade 10 curriculum. Okay, we've been doing this for 5 school years now. So we're in generation V, generation 5, which is why that's the title of this first podcast episode of season 4, our first episode back where basically the grade 10 class will be getting their quirks. Alright, so... If you're a current grade 10 student, welcome. I hope you're excited to get your quirk. If you are an alumni hero, um, welcome as well. I hope you are excited for, you know, the new generation of student heroes to get their quirks and to hear what their quirk is for the first time. It's always a very... Um, momentous occasion for student heroes to get their quirks, alright? And I hope um, that alumni will reminisce and enjoy and, um, you know, soak in the nostalgia and remember when they themselves got their quirks for the first time. After doing this for five years, I've noticed that there is really a trend um, with my quirks. Um, I always try to give different quirks every every year. I don't want to recycle quirks because then, you know, it feels a little less um, personal. It feels a little less magical and it feels a little less unique and plus I like testing my creativity all the time if I can come up with 15 to 20 new quirks every year okay um and so I do notice that there is um a trend with my quirks where my quirks tend to fall into one of two categories either they are very very specific and very very random or they are very very broad and general um it tends to fall into these two categories where one type of quirk is very specific and can almost feel a little bit limiting, Um, whereas um, another set of quirks I make are very, very broad and they're very, very general and they give so much freedom for students. And I've noticed that both types of quirks really require creativity. They still require creativity, um, where if you get a quirk that's more specific, it's really up to you to step outside of the box and to do something unexpected, to find creative ways of using it that will really break free of the seeming limitations your quirks give you. Alright, so I would like to special mention, I think the one that really comes to mind is really Sydney from Generation 4. Um, Sydney from Generation 4 had a very specific quirk, um, but she really managed to break down 
the barriers of her quirk, she really managed to to go beyond um, even what I imagined her quirk could do. She's the only student who ever self-evolved. Um, she was the only one who came up with an evolve and who kind of discovered her evolve before I even did. And it was a very cool moment that I allowed that to be the natural evolution of her quirk. So, um... There are quirks that may seem limiting at first, but it's up to the student to be creative and to go beyond, no? And to go plus ultra and to do more than what even I imagined the quirk was capable of. Um, and the other type of quirk that I tend to come up with is it's very broad, it's very general, um, and... It, it can get out of control really, really fast. So these types of quirks also require a lot of creativity because while these quirks are very powerful, it can also be very draining. Um, sometimes when a person who struggles with creativity gets these types of quirks, they tend to kind of be overwhelmed by it or to be conquered by it and to not really go plus ultra. Some people prefer limitations and prefer clear boundaries and when you give them a quirk that's very very all-encompassing or very very powerful and there's no kind of clear hard system or there's no clear rules for how it can be used um, that can really scare them and there are several students who had this type of quirk who didn't fully connect to it and who really failed to to do all they could with it. They couldn't master it. They, they couldn't control it. Um, but also students, other student heroes, were able to really um, take control of this quirk and to kind of set their own rules and set their own boundaries and to really define the rules themselves for these kind of very, very vague, these quirks that really give a lot of freedom for how its user will will use it. Okay, so there are several quirks that do fall into that category as well. And someone I do want to special mention for this is from Generation 1, um, Johan Kabatingan. Okay, um, he was very, very good. He had one of these quirks that was so powerful. Um, and sometimes uh, a less creative person would really get swallowed up by it and wouldn't know what to do with it. But Johan Kabatingan, um, Fusion, really, that's his hero name, Fusion, he really controlled it and took ownership of it and kind of made his own system for how he was gonna use it. Okay, so those are, I, I like that I used an example from Generation 1 and from the latest Generation, Generation 4. Um, generation 1's Fusion, Johan, um, his power was last song. His quirk would change every battle based on the last song that he listened to. So before um, a battle, before a QA, he would listen to a song and he would have a quirk related to that song. Um, and Sydney's quirk was heartless. She could control her own blood. So those are two very good examples, I think, of students who worked with their category of quirks. The one with clearer rules and clearer limitations, and also the other type of quirk where it really, the possibilities are endless, you know, but then which can also be very overwhelming. Okay, and I think whichever quirk you get, whichever type of quirk you get, you really have to work with it, and you have to be creative, and you have to 
you have to kind of tame your quirk and make your quirk work for you and also to really connect with your quirk. Um, the, the students who have been best with their quirks are the ones who have connected to it and have who have learned to love their quirk, um, even though it might not be what they initially expected. Alright, so um, we're gonna start. I'm just gonna go in the order of my list of my document here. There's no particular order, so it's a little bit random. We have to go through 15 students. So it's 15 new student heroes with 15 new different quirks, and these are all of Generation V, Generation 5. So let's begin with Azzy. Azzy's quirk is called Maestro. A maestro is like a conductor, someone who is an expert at music. Alright, and this is one of the quirks where when I cross-referenced it in my chart, I was amazed at how timing this was, at how perfect it was that Azzy, um, our musician of the class, got a music-related quirk. Um, and so you, as you have the quirk of Maestro, you can control sound waves, okay? Um, and... I don't exactly know how to explain this, but I can say that I do recommend you watch um, the, the scene from the latest Doctor Strange movie, A Multiverse of Madness, where they're fighting with music, where the two versions of Doctor Strange are using music to fight. Um, this is really where I got the idea for this specific quirk, okay? Where basically you're using notes, you're using sound waves, vibrations, in order to engage in combat, alright? So I do recommend you watch that movie scene from Doctor Strange, um, Multiverse of Madness, where the two versions of Doctor Strange are fighting with music. I think that will give you a better grasp of of what you can do with your quirk, okay? But at its most basic, okay, um, it's really about volume. So you can increase or decrease sound, which is really good for stealth because, you know, you can completely quiet down um, the sounds you make, all right? So you can do very sneaky missions or missions that require stealth. And also you can increase volume to such an extent that you have very high energy power. You can do very very high energy attacks. Although that is really what your quirk is at its most basic, you can do additional research about sound or you may already know so much about sound to really unlock its full potential. And again, I think it's so written in the stars that you got this specific quirk because it is music related. And um, as I mentioned so much in previous years, I do think you are a genius of music. CLF's very own musical genius. Alright, so let's go to Ishii next. Okay, so Ishii, the name of your quirk is Pandora. Alright, so the name of your quirk is Pandora. And it's very, very cool because this is actually a quirk that was inspired by something that we will take up in Greek mythology. Pandora's box. Okay, um, that's one of the things we'll take up in the first quarter the story of Pandora's box. This quirk is inspired by that. So the name of your quirk is Pandora. You have the ability to contain or trap 
anything or anyone in boxes. Alright? So you can create boxes and trap anything or anyone in those boxes. The boxes you create are compressed, hardened air. Alright? So the boxes you create, they're made of the air around you. They, you can compress air molecules and they form kind of these hardened air boxes that you can then trap anything or anyone in. Okay? Um, they are invisible, but they are as durable as thin sheets of metal. Alright? So, they can't be seen. Okay? However, they are as durable and as hard to destroy as thin sheets of metal or of tin. Alright? So, that is the quirk Pandora. I also do recommend that, because this was also partly inspired by Jack in the Box, the solo album of J-Hope from BTS. So, I think one way to inspire you um, is to really listen to that album, Jack in the Box, as it was heavily inspired by Pandora's Box um, as well, no? So, and I know J-Hope is your bias in BTS, and so listen to his solo album if you haven't yet, and, and kind of get inspired to use your quirk of Pandora. Okay, next we have Ayesha. Okay, so Ayesha, the name of your quirk is Genie genie okay um you have the ability to grant anyone three wishes all right so you cannot grant yourself three wishes okay but you can grant anyone else in the battle or in the mission three wishes okay so this cannot be a direct wish for victory so you cannot let your your ally or um, a fellow student wish that you just win the mission automatically okay it cannot be a direct wish for victory you cannot wish for a direct success they must be wishes that will indirectly lead to your success or the defeat of your enemy so this is really um a quirk where you have to be very smart and you have to be very creative okay because you cannot just ask someone to directly wish for you to win the battle or to win the quirk activity you know, or to succeed in your mission, you really have to manipulate things. You have to find a way that an ally will wish for something that is not a direct wish for victory, but it is something that will lead to your victory. Or if it's a one-on-one -on -one battle, you have to find a way for your opponent to make a wish. You have to find a way to twist that wish into something that will make you win. So you have the ability to grant three wishes in every battle. And again, it cannot be a direct wish for victory. Um, if an ally is the one doing the wishing, you have to find a way to come up with wishes that will lead to your victory. And if it's your opponent who is making a wish, you have to find a way to twist that wish into something that will help you win over them okay so this actually will take a lot of strategy and i'm really looking forward to seeing how you use it the next student hero we have is anton all right so anton the name of your quirk is 
alien. Okay, and this is actually one of the quirks where there are um there's so much freedom for this, okay? And I was kind of um while I was cross-referencing the quirks, I was kind of wondering what would you excel at more? A quirk that has more rules and has more limitations, or something that will just allow you to kind of run free and go crazy, no? Um with power, and you got the type of quirk where you are really unleashed. The leash is cut, and it's really up to you how far you'll go with this specific quirk, no? Um, because there is really not a lot of limitations in this type of quirk. So your name, the name of your quirk is Alien. You can transform to any alien species at a foot soldier level from pop culture. So any, from any movie, from any TV show, from any comic book, alright? You can turn to any alien species. But I do want to stress that since this is the first quarter okay this is still foot soldier level so it has to be aliens who have a more a lower level you can't go for the aliens who are you know highly intelligent who are generals who are kings like you can't turn into like thanos for example okay but you have you but you can turn into any alien species who is at a foot soldier level. So this will require some research. This will require that you make maybe a list of the different species of aliens in pop culture. Again, you can look to comics, you can look to movies, you can look to TV shows, okay, in order to come up with a comprehensive list of aliens that you can choose from. And the next one we're going to talk about is Calvin. Calvin, your quirk is called pop block and this is actually the opposite to what i was talking about with the categories as i was cross-referencing i was kind of wondering is calvin gonna get kind of the no barriers quirk or is he gonna get the the quirk that's kind of contained and it's kind of up to him to figure out how he's gonna break out of the expected way he would use the quirk and you did get the quirk that has more rules attached do it and you have to find a way to to manipulate these rules to your advantage you got the type of quirk where you have to kind of figure out a way to break free from the seeming limitations of your quirk and this is actually a lot of fun also i love seeing students kind of do unexpected things and do things i didn't even imagine for myself when i created the quirk but the name of your quirk is pop lock Okay, you can detach and reattach your limbs from your torso. Okay, so you can detach, it can separate both your arms and your legs from your torso. Okay, you are still in complete complete control of your limbs even while they are separated from your main body all right so your arm can separate from your body your your legs can separate from your body and they can still move and and work on their own even though they are separated from your body okay and this was actually this specific work was really inspired by a character from my hero academia she is a student from class 1b um setsuna tokage setsuna tokage is a student hero from my hero academia all right um she is from class 1b and i loved her quirk i thought it was so interesting because it doesn't sound like a particularly useful quirk but my eyes really opened to how cool 
her quirk was because of how creative she was when she was using it. So I do recommend, Calvin, that you watch episode 97 of My Hero Academia if you haven't yet. Because that is really an episode where you see Setsuna Tokage really using her quirk, which definitely has similarities to yours. They're not exactly the same, but there are similarities to it. And I think you can learn a lot by watching that episode. Episode 97 of My Hero Academia. I believe that is season 5 of My Hero Academia. And you are in Generation 5. So I'm so happy I was finally able to use this specific work. Pop Lock, alright? Um, where there are seeming limitations to it. But I do think you can even start breaking free from those limitations by watching episode 97 and watching Setsuna Tokage in action. Alright, and then we have Rafe, guys. Okay, so Rafe's quirk is called Bambi. Okay, his quirk is called Bambi. And basically, Rafe, you can grow gigantic deer antlers on your head. Okay, so you can grow horns, deer horns, okay, stag horns, or deer antlers on your head. And this is a very straightforward quirk. It's really a quirk that doesn't require a lot of explanation. Basically, you can grow giant deer horns on your head and again um a quirk's power isn't based on how complicated it is the simplest quirks can sometimes lead to the strongest of heroes and then we have some okay and if Rafe's quirk was very very simple some's quirk is a little bit more complicated so some the name of your quirk is called lifeline lifeline okay um and so this is the rules of your quirk okay you can transfer your life force to anything or anyone in the map. So while we are having a quirk activity, okay, you will be provided a map kind of showing you everything that's in the environment, um, other people who are in the environment, um, objects that are in the environment. You can transfer your life force to anything or anyone in the map, okay? You are still in complete control of your body, even though your life force is transferred to another object, okay? You can still control your body, but your body can take an unlimited amount of damage. Okay, so if you transfer your life force to a different person or a different object, alright, your body, even though you are still controlling it, you are still running, you are still fighting, it can never die. It can never be defeated. It can never be knocked out. You can take an unlimited amount of damage, okay? The only way for opponents to stop you is to discover and damage where you hid your life force, okay? So, it's kind of like they have to figure out, if opponents want to defeat you, they have to figure out where you transferred your life force to, and they have to do damage to it if they want to take you down, okay? So basically, it's like you're hiding your life force in something that's in the QA map and your body can kind of take as much damage, it can do whatever you want it to do without it slowing down, okay? Unless your opponent figures out where you hid your life force and they damage that object or that person that you hid your life force in. And that's why your quirk is called Lifeline. So next we go to Cayenne. The name of your quirk Cayenne is Enhance. Okay? Enhance. And your quirk is that any action inflicted on you 
you can store and counter with double the energy or force. Alright, I will repeat that. Any action inflicted on you, you can then store and counter with double the energy or double the force. So what does this mean? This means, for example, if someone punches you in the face, alright, you kind of absorb that damage. You take that damage. You still feel the pain. It still kind of makes you dizzy. But then you absorb it and then you can punch them back and it's twice as powerful compared to their hit to you. And this means that your opponents have to be very strategic with you because if they let out so much power on you, then you will be double powerful when you hit them back. And this doesn't only apply to physical force, it can also apply to like if they um, electrocute you, for example. If they electrocute you, you can then release twice the amount of electric power to counter them, alright? So anything, any damage, any action that is done to you, you can counter the same action with double the energy or double the force, alright? So that is your quirk enhance. Sophia, the name of your quirk is cryophasing. Cryophasing, and this is basically the ability to pass through objects. You have the ability to pass through objects, okay? That is the phasing part of your quirk. And I actually really recommend that you check out Shadow Cat from X-Men Evolution. Shadow Cat, Kitty Pride from this specific animated show. She was my crush growing up good. Kitty Pride. I was in love with Kitty Pride with Shadow Cat from this animated series and her power is really phasing, no? She has the ability to pass through objects, um, to go through objects, okay? Um, it's the quirk of intangibility. However, you do also have the cryo side to it. So that's phasing, but your quirk is called cryophasing. And cryophasing means that when you pass through objects, you also freeze them. As you pass through an object, you freeze them as you do it. So really, your quirk has two parts to it. It's intangibility, but it's also ice generation. Alright? So if you pass through an object, it automatically freezes. You lower its temperature to a freezing point. That is your quirk cryophasing. Alright, the next person we have is Jacane. Okay, um Jacane, the name of your quirk is Gumiho. Okay, and Gumiho is actually um a creature from Korean mythology. It's the nine-tailed fox of Korean mythology. You can do research on this to understand because your quirk really comes from this mythological creature. Alright, um, and you have two main abilities for the first quarter. Okay, your quirk is called Gumiho. Your two main abilities is the first one is you can shapeshift into a fox. Okay, a gumiho in Korean mythology can transform back and forth between a fox and a beautiful woman. Alright? And so you can shapeshift into a fox. Alright? And aside from that, you can temporarily drain people's energies and powers through a kiss, alright? The gumiho is known to steal people's energy, no? Steal people's powers, okay? You can do that temporarily. You can drain them of their energies and powers through a 
kiss. You can kiss them on the cheek, on the forehead. Although in Korean mythology, it is strictly usually a kiss through the mouth. Okay, but I don't want you to have to kiss your classmates. Now, you won't literally kiss them, okay? It's just in your plan that you'll put, I'll kiss them on the forehead and I'll drain them of their energy and drain them of their power. So, we're gonna keep this appropriate, no? Um, and we're gonna say that you're the type of gumiho since you're underage. You can only use your quirk by kissing them in anywhere except for the lips, okay? So you can kiss them on the forehead, kiss them on the cheek, kiss them on the hand, okay? And you can drain their, you can temporarily drain them of their energies and power. So again, the name of your quirk is Gomiho. You have the ability to shapeshift into a fox and to temporarily drain people's energies and powers through a kiss. So next we have Wacky. And Wack, this was really so unbelievable that you got this specific quirk. Um, when I cross, when I was cross-referencing your test to see what quirk you would get, I could not believe that this is what you ended up with. Um, it's called Kodomumuke. That's the name of your quirk, Kodomumuke. And I'm sure you know what Kodomumuke is as the resident weeb of your of your class. Um, but for those who may not know, Kodomumuke is a genre of anime that is specifically targeted to little kids. Okay, so it's a type of anime that's really, really made and created for little kids. It's targeted to little kids. Um, and so what you have to do, whack, okay, is you can select a character from any Kodomomoke anime, any anime that falls into the Kodomomoke genre, you have to choose a character and you will have that character's power for the entire year. So you have to choose a character from a Kodomomoke anime and you will have that character's power for the entire year. So you really have to choose wisely because you will, in a way, you are choosing your own quirk. But it has to be the power of a character from any anime of the Kodomomoke genre. Alright, so please choose wisely. Alright, so now we're gonna go on to Jid. Okay, and Jid, um, the name of your quirk is Hedgehog. Okay, Hedgehog. Um, and what you can do is you can produce sharp, bone-like quills on your back. Okay, so on your back, you can create these sharp, bone-like spikes. Alright, spines or quills. Okay, you can make them go out of your back. Okay, and these quills, these spikes can be used for both attack or defense okay so they're very very hard and they're actually kind of like a protective shield on your back if someone's attacking you it's a lot better if you turn around and let that damage hit your back because the spikes will really protect you and you will end up only taking a fraction of that damage all right so it's kind of like a spiky protective shield but it's really on your back only okay so your front is kind of more susceptible to damage and to attack but your back really really um can take more damage okay it will take only a fraction of the damage that your front would otherwise Okay, and not only is it a good defense, it's also a very good attack because you can release a spray of these quills or of these spikes onto your opponent. They can kind of spring out of your skin, okay, and kind of pierce whoever is trying to attack you. Alright, so Yu-Gi-Jid, you are really a 
tank of a hero. Okay, a tank is someone that can take a lot of damage and can also deal a lot of damage. So that is your quirk hedgehog. And then we have Chessa. Alright, and Chessa, the name of your quirk is Stan. Okay, Stan. Alright, so what can you do with your quirk? So before every QA, you Chess should choose a K-pop performance. A K-pop dance Okay, a K-pop performance. You have to choose one. And for that QA, you can now mimic, remix, and enhance every single move in the choreography for that fight, for that mission, or for that QA. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that. Okay, before a QA, you should choose a K-pop performance. Alright, and then once you choose a K-pop performance, you can now choose those dance moves from that K-pop performance to use in your QA. You can mimic, remix, and enhance every single dance move from that K-pop performance's choreography. So for example, if you pick a dance with a lot of kicking, a lot of legwork, then you can then mimic those kicks, mimic those moves in order to engage in combat for the QA. Alright? Or another example, since I'm Engine, I will use it in Hypen example. Alright? Um, let's say Give and Taken. There is a move in the Give and Taken choreography where they all kind of shoot arrows to the sky. So if you choose the given taken choreography, you can then, during battle, during the QA, you can then shoot psychic arrows towards your opponents, okay? So really, you're picking a K-pop choreography, but then you are mimicking, remixing, and enhancing every single dance move. You can then use that in your QA in order to gain victory, in order to gain success. And I, again, I think similar to Azzy and to Wacky, I was so delighted when this ended up being the quirk that you ended up with, okay? And um, there are some quirks, guys, you know, where it's automatic. You're like, wow, th these people were born for this quirk yet, okay? But I do want everyone to feel that way about their quirks, alright? Where everyone was born to have the quirk that they have, okay? But for some people, it will take some warming up. Not everyone, it's not as instant for everyone where they connect with their quirk. Sometimes it really is a process, and I'm very, very excited for several of you to go through that process. But I do think that for people like Azzy, Wacky, or even Chessa, the connection is instant. And I even can't believe that it ended up this way, that you ended up with these specific quirks. Alright, um, so we're gonna move on to Parul. So Parul, the name of your quirk is Balor. Okay, Balor. And Balor is actually the Celtic god of chaos. So maybe that will make you already start to wonder what your quirk is all about. Okay, so Parul, your quirk is Balor. Okay, um, and basically, things fall into chaos around you. Plans fall apart, things break down, the worst case scenario always comes true. Okay, so your quirk is named after a god of chaos. So obviously your quirk's gonna be chaotic. Okay, so you kind of emit an energy that automatically makes everything fall into chaos. 
machines break down, plans fall apart, okay? Um, the worst case scenario happens around you, okay? And it's very, very challenging because you have to learn how to use that to your advantage. You have to find a way... As someone who makes all plans go wrong, you have to find a way to make a plan where even when all things go wrong, you will still win, okay? You have to find a way to use this ability to your advantage. And I want to say that this is a very powerful power, okay? This is a very powerful quirk. You are really affecting the entire environment around you, no? Um, it's very, very powerful. And you have to learn how to control this power. With great power comes great responsibility, okay? So you have to learn how to make this work to your advantage every single QA. How do you plan for a quirk that guarantees that the plan will not go as planned. Okay, that's kind of your challenge. You know, you have to really be strategic and smart about it. Where you have this great power, where everything falls apart, where everything falls into chaos around you, you have to use that to your advantage. Alright, and I'm really, really excited to see how you're gonna do that. Okay, um, and the final person we have is Julian. Jules, Lurigs, alright? Um, the name of your quirk is Plushy. Okay, the name of your quirk is Plushy. Um, and so every QA, you should bring a stuffed toy to the classroom. You should bring a stuffed toy to battle with you. And you're not only limited to one stuffed toy. You can bring as many as you want, okay? You can bring as many plushies as you want with you to battle or to the classroom. And you have the quirk to bring them to life and have them fight alongside you. So basically, it's like you have the power to create these minions, okay? But you do need to bring plushies with you. So depending on how many plushies you bring will determine how many allies you have because you have the power to breathe life into them and to have them fight alongside you. So that's called plushy. Your quirk is so adorable. It's such an adorable quirk, yud. Um, plushy. Okay, and I hope you are looking forward to, I don't know, adding to your plushy collection this year um, because now that is what your quirk is all about. You have the power to bring your plushies to life. Okay, but you do have to bring them with you to the battle, to the classroom. And in light of that, guys, I will say that our next face-to-face -face class will be our first ever quirk activity. It will be our first QA. And that's why I had to release this podcast episode because I wanted you to know your quirks so that you can mentally prepare to use them in our first ever quirk activity in our next face-to-face -face class. So come prepared, come ready to use these quirks for the first time. How exciting is that you're using your quirks for the first time? I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what you do with it. So if you are a grade 10 student listening to this, I hope you are happy with your quirk. I hope you are ready to use your quirk and to really go plus ultra with it. And if you are an alumni listening to it, I hope this podcast episode gave you a little bit of nostalgia. I hope it's making you really root for this new generation of student heroes. No, I can't believe we're in generation 5. Um, so whatever generation you're in, you know that your literature teacher loves you. Every generation has been memorable. And and I'm sure that this generation will be memorable.
as well. So plus ultra, guys. Let's be heroes. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.